Welcome to the Daily Flow. Singh, you're very welcome. How are you doing today? Hey, great. How's it going, John? How are you? Very good. Thank you. I should formally introduce you. You're Director of Business Agility at Ultimate Kronos Group, and you've done a fair amount of public speaking. You do a lot of blogging. I should also add in you're a bit of a Kanban nerd as well, Monte Carlo, <laughs> mathematics, all that kind of cool stuff. And you're a co-host of the fabulous Gajal podcast. I'm just going to drop the link there for people. If people want that, I'll just make sure it's in the description of the show. So you wanted to talk today, Pratik, about Work Item Age, but for the uninitiated, what is Work Item Age? What are you talking about? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me and also for introducing me with those kind words. Yeah, Work Item Age, it's the lesser known of flow metrics. Almost anyone who has ever looked at Kanban, taking a deeper look at Kanban and tried to understand how to work a Kanban system, you get introduced to the basic metrics of flow, cycle time, whip, throughput. You get introduced to a cycle time, which is how long it takes us to get things done, throughput, how many things are we getting done per day, per week, however you want to look at it, and whip, how many things are active at any given point of time. The one metric that most folks don't get introduced to is this thing called work item age, which is anything that has entered your process but not yet exited, how long has it been in your process? Mm -hmm. So let's say I started working on something. It isn't done yet, but I've been working on this for five days. That means the age of this work item is now five days. It's essentially the amount of investment we have made into this item already. How long has something been active? That is work item age. And in terms of work item age, it's you need to kind of compare it against something as well, don't you? Yeah. So like, how would you know that let's say something's five days old, how would you know whether that's good or whether that's bad actually? Context is king, right? With all these metrics, context is king. And this is where you fall back upon the standard flow metrics, which is cycle time. When you look at a team's cycle time, this is one interesting thing. I think I've heard a few folks say it. Last person I heard say it was Dan Vacanti about a cycle time is not a number. It's it's a shape. It's a distribution. If you look at your cycle time for your, for your team, you'll say something like 85% of the time, we get things done in 10 days or less. 50% of the time, we get things done in four days or less. Um, if you have an idea of, uh, what that distribution looks like for your team based on your history, you can now look at your active items and say, this thing is five days old. 50% of the time we get things done in four days or, or, or less. By definition, this has taken us longer than half the things have in the past. Mm. There is something special about this that it's telling us, it's giving us a signal. It's giving us a much, much earlier signal than cycle time would, which is you only get to cycle time when things are finished. It's giving you an early signal to say there's something special about this item that makes it bigger than half the things that we have worked on before. So to your point, John, absolutely. You cannot just look at it 
without that context. Look at it in the context of how your system has been performing. And do you have a favorite percentile that you'd like to, so you mentioned 50%, right? So yeah. would that be the normal thing that you'd look at when you're trying to figure out whether something's in trouble or not, or would you be looking at different numbers as well? So th this, is, this is where it gets even more interesting. And again, what this, this is where I'm going to attempt to draw the audio picture, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the visual and audio. When you're looking at your work item age, it is important to look at your work item age based on, well, the age is the same regardless of where the item is in your workflow, but it's kind of, it's important to visualize where that work item is when you're looking at that age as well. So for example, let's say you have a workflow that goes analyze, develop, test, done. At that point, if something is, uh, you know, using your prior example, if something is five days old, but it's in the test column all, almost all the way to the end, I'm probably not as concerned. But if something is five days old and it's in the very first column still, it's in that analyze column, I'm a lot more concerned. So those different percentiles, I would choose the percentile to look at based on where that item is. Usually, and, and this is the one thing that, that I, I coach teams on is to say, look at your 85th percentile and use that as a guide for how big items are. Can we make things smaller than that? So if you're in that last column, that's probably what you're looking at. You're looking at that 85th percentile to say, hey, am I going to make this on time? But the earlier you are in the process, you're probably looking at, at, a, at a lower percentile level to kind of say, I'm still in analysis, and this thing is already five days old. We know that half of our things are already done by this point. What's so special about this? Why is this held up? One of the things I love about the actionable agile software mm -hmm. uh, work at imaging chart is the the ability to turn on traffic lights. Basically, yes. you can see how things are. I love like it's like up to deep green up to fifty percent, say mm -hmm. in the last column, mm -hmm. and then kind of a lighter green up to seventy percent, mm -hmm. and then it kind of goes yellow. I think up to eighty five. Yeah, and get mixed up, and then amber, and then red over ninety five percent. Yeah. And, and and if yeah. you if you do that, sorry, sorry to interrupt, yeah. but if you do that, you will see that it kind of forms a stair step pattern uh, as you go from right to left. Those yeah. those greens become smaller towards the left and and higher towards the right. Yeah, because it's natural. If there's four, three, four steps in the process, mm -hmm. if something's even three days old in the first column, that might actually be very old for that column. Yeah. Because maybe it should have been out of the door between one and two days and it's still stuck there. <laughs> Still three there. days later so it looks that we think we're okay well it's not five days but uh, it's actually maybe maybe only one, one in 20 items were as bad as that in the past right That's and right. so uh, often when i work with teams and i ask them to you know they well i talk i talk to them about analytics and often there's a tool i'd recommend and mm -hmm. and there's a button at the top and you just click on it and it gives you the chart but they don't click on it you know right. a lot of people don't click on it and so one of the things I've been exploring is kind of if I can bring people to the data, can I bring the data to the board? Mm -hmm. And so there's one or two tools out there where you can actually show a little progress bar on the card. You can mm -hmm. see, do you know what? This item, you know, 85th percentile for this is five days or less. This one's at four days. And you can see the subtasks underneath. You can see most of them are not done. You kind of know that one's kind of in trouble, you yeah. know, just by, just by looking at it. What has your experience been, Pratik, with 
people taking notice of Workout Image? So back back in the olden days, before <laughs> before pandemics and before distributed teams, when I was running teams and we were co-located, most of us were others have were were on camera, but what what we used to literally do was on the post-its that that you would move on the board on our Kanban board. Yeah, we would literally tick the post-its every day. Like we would we would put a tick mark on it and cross yeah. them off to say how old is this item. And to your point, we were bringing the data to the people because every day at stand up we were standing in front of that board. We could have that conversation right there to say that that particular card has has six ticks on it. Meanwhile, everything else on this board seems to be seems to be getting done with three or four ticks on them. Something needs to be done about this. Let's figure out what to do. That that's a much, much earlier version of what 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 we're talking about now. Now, especially with disappear teams, I actually coach my teams to use something like actionable agile to run their standup. Like not even go to your Jira or Trello, whatever board that you use, mm-hmm. actually run your standup off of the aging work in progress board in actionable agile which is the one we were just describing, it represents every work item that's in progress and it represents the age of that work item that's in progress. As you were saying earlier, it brings the data to the people so that we can actually then take action. It prompts action on those things. Uh, yeah, I've, I've had some very interesting experiences over the last 12 months with people using Kanban boards and looking at the workout imaging chart and They'd say to me, John, there's loads of charts on which one should we look at? I say, if there's one thing, just one thing you need to look at, it's work item age, because if you don't get that right, your cycle times are going to go up. Your cycle times go up, your throughput will eventually go down. Mm -hmm. And then if you have all sorts of pain, it's hard to kind of recover from that. It's really difficult. So I asked him, yeah, go ahead, please. I was going to say it's it's a dirty little secret and if you if you go listen to drunk agile one there are probably two or three episodes where where mm. Dan and I after we've had some whiskey in us have said this already most kanban teams start with visualizing their workflow and limiting their whip if we were to choose between limiting your whip and watching your age i would much prefer that people watch watch the aging of their items than explicitly limit whip because by watching age and by breaking things up, by getting things to flow, you will by default end up limiting whip. Exactly. Limiting whip doesn't get you to to watching age, but watching age gets you to limiting whip. About six months ago, when I was asking people to, in a particular context, I was asking people to look at the work of an aging chart and said, you know, can you just zap the items that are on the red? Can you just deal with those? Can you just pick up the phone, send an email, shake mm-hmm. the tree? Do whatever you do, zap the reds. When you got the reds done, can you zap the the ambers? And then yeah. yellow is okay, red, greens, you know, I mean, a lot of everything was green. There are things that are yellow. Yeah, pay attention to them if that's all, that's the worst thing you got on your board. But zap those reds, zap those ambers. But what I noticed, Tika, is people weren't doing that. They're, in fact, when I looked at their charts, mm-hmm. it was bright red, most things in the red, actually, because what was happening was, their work wasn't really getting prioritized properly. So they were starting everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then something would come in that would effectively be some kind of an expedite. Right. And that, a new shiny ball that would pass out all the other ones. Yeah. Then these other ones, would uh, the age would just go up and up and up. And it was really, really bad. And so, so it was a, I was trying all different things. I was trying, but one thing that made a difference, a behavioral difference, is what you were doing with your physical board when... I marked on the cards, I do it electronically, but I marked on the cards electronically, this item 
one in 20 items were worse than this mm-hmm. you might need to look at it and i actually went a step further as well uh, this is where it probably gets a bit uncomfortable but i what i did was because i do a lot of work in non-software mm-hmm. so what i do is i use work item types you know so you on the cards you can say this is that type of work this is that type of work you know different types of work and so right. on because what people were saying to me was they were saying i don't care this is special. This is a special item. It's yeah. normal for this to take four months. It's okay. And it's like, okay, what's going on here? So I had a look. I said, okay, so they're all tagged. That's fine. So I looked at the cycle time scatter plot, filtered mm-hmm. it down per type. Okay, this type of work, that takes five days. Mm-hmm. That type of work usually takes 10 days. That one, mm-hmm. 22 days. And then I put the little signals on the cards. And then people were like, oh, yeah. Because now they could see not only is is like a 1 in 20, but 1 in 20 for this item type. And actually, it's double the age of the normal item of this type. So it's kind of like, okay, yeah, we might need to pay attention to that. And since I apply that, it's there's been a major behavioral change. It's incredible. Yeah. I have definitely noticed that analytical folks, especially engineers, react very well to to data. Yeah. And and as as you put that in front of them, they 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 do make adjustments. What I do find very interesting about your story is the only reason you got there was because you were looking at age. Yeah. If you were looking purely at cycle time, those items that were aging that were at 40, 50 days, they haven't closed yet. So mm-hmm. you won't see them on the scatter plot. Something like work item age is 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 much more of a leading indicator rather than a lagging indicator. Cycle time is a lagging indicator of how your system's performing. Work item age is a leading indicator of what that cycle time is going to look like. It's how what what your system, what's going on in your system right now. Using that to kind of bring bring people on the team forward to say, look at this. This thing usually takes twenty days. It's at forty. Something's gone wrong. Let's figure out what that is. Yeah, and the way I explain it is sometimes I play the tweak simulation to to show people, you know, mm-hmm. if people don't have an appetite for training or they think they've been trained before or whatever, so I said, okay, just play tweak with me for an hour. Right. And, you know, we, we, we have fun, don't we, looking at the charts and make decisions using the charts mm-hmm. as well. And so I kind of present it almost like a book of evidence, but I also say don't judge people by the charts. There's always a story behind them. Right. Look at the cycle time scatter plot. You know, there's the day. Oh, the cycle time's getting mm-hmm. Oh, this mm-hmm. isn't look good. I refer to coronavirus when I'm talking about that as well, because everybody understands the graph now. And then I go on to throughput. I say, well, yeah, we're, we're delivering stuff, but it's a bit, it's a bit of a roller coaster. It's like, what's going on here? And we're delivering two days every week or so, but the gap is getting longer. So cycle mm-hmm. time's getting longer. Throughput's a bit, a mm, bit shaky. And then you show the work out of aging chart. Like, Whoa, yeah. <laughs> everything's red. Yeah, the, the <laughs> first step. The first time you pull up a team's work item age chart, a team that hasn't been paying attention to these things, it, it yeah. is pretty jarring to the team because yeah. they all of a sudden see all this red and all these things in the red. And somewhere in their back of their mind, they knew that all this stuff was on hold. It was it was there. It had entered the system. But because, as you said earlier, newer expedites or other things come in, those things keep getting put further back on the back burner and the team does tend to forget about these items and once you pull them up on an aging chart that's when half the time i've seen teams go oh that's not even that's not even relevant anymore we should cancel that 
that's the point where we have the conversation of, oh, why, why, why did we bring in something, spend a lot of time on it, and now we're going to cancel it? So it helps with that earlier prioritization conversation that you were talking about too. And there's a couple of factors as well, because often the teams I work with, the, the reason that the work is aging is typically because there's a dependency on another team yep. who has some other priorities that we mightn't have explained as well that they're on our radar and mm -hmm. they've got their own priorities. And so there's no really no rush and no sense of urgency and so on. And so that's kind of one situation that I see. Do, do you see that as well? Yeah, I definitely do. And in most organizations, when you have small agile teams, dependencies are going to show up, whether they're internal or external. You'll have teams dependencies between teams and you'll have dependencies on outside vendors. And that will happen. And that's just as we were saying, we, when we layer past data on top of aging work, we're able to see how often did this happen before and, and what happened whenever things aged because of dependencies. It does bring me to another point, which is, yeah work item age includes weekends and dependencies and holidays and all those things just like cycle yeah. time does yeah the, the, the idea behind work item age is how many days have gone by since we started this work not how many days did we work on this thing so on hold time is included in work item age because it keeps making it more and more urgent for us it, it keeps making more for, of an emergency for us to say this. Usually we get things done in five days. This thing is sitting at 20 because of this external dependency. If the mm. team is looking at it every day, they will notice which of those dependencies pop up over and over again and make items age. And hopefully we can do something about it. Okay. Yeah, I like to see teams that are in that situation blocking items that are blocked. Mm -hmm. Sometimes yes. there's a reluctance. They, they think that it's a reflection on on them when work gets blocked but it's not it's it's really about we want to see what are the reasons that work gets held up so maybe in six months time we can kind of look back and say well you know 90 percent of the time you know 50 percent of the cycle time is taken up by stakeholder decision making or something like right. that or you know something like that yeah we we, uh, we had an instance of um a long time ago i remember when we first started looking at aging one of one of the teams i was working with they would put things on hold and things will age. And repeatedly, after we started doing that over and over again, we found out it was because of one of the infrastructure teams that used to provide them the testing environments. We discovered that that was a problem for this team. We asked other teams, discovered that was a problem there as well. And we figured out that this one team, if we invested a little more effort into this one team, got a few more folks on there, got them better tools, will we'll actually end up removing the bottleneck for multiple teams. And that was because we noticed how blocked work was aging on one team. And that led us to multiple teams and that led us to fixing this, this issue on one team. And there's another factor as well, isn't there work item sizing? And yeah. Daniel, if he's watching, he'll probably be cringing me even saying this. But <laughs> so what I mean is work item size matters, but not as much as people think. Yes. You know, because waiting time is such a massive consideration particularly if you've got layer of cake teams instead of slice of cake teams if you know what i mean mm -hmm. and what i often say to people is you know you, you look at your charts and let's say there's a service level expectation sle for short of five days or less 85 percent of the time and that's that's based on the data and and people often say to me well you know well what if there's uh, this thing is the size of an elephant the size of a mammoth well then you probably need to break them down right because mm -hmm. it's just too big to bring in so 
I, I'd love to, I, I know you're doing some work in this area, so whatever you can share, you know, uh, but in terms of work item sizing, what are your thoughts on that? So work item sizing tends, uh, turns out to be the most important and the least important thing at the same time. <laughs> the size of the individual work item does not matter in systems where there are lots of delays. When your whip is way too high, your, your work item size might not matter as much as you think it does. But in systems that are trying to flow, that where you're watching aging, where you're watching cycle time, where you're actually getting to the point where you can track these metrics and, and react to them, work item size matters a, matters a lot. Just as you said, it's figuring out how do we slice things in a way that still provides some sort of feedback, that still provide some sort of testability and can go all the way through the process within that SLE, within that service level expectation that we derive from our process itself. Dan Vicanti and I have are, are, have developed a class around this called work item sizing, and we're, we're looking for a suitable date. I think we're going to do it over two days so that we can accommodate both US and, and, and European time zones so that I run it over two days. But that, that, that's the point of that class. How do we get to effective sizing? Because we don't want to size for the sake of just making things small. We want to size so that we can actually deliver value at the same time. So essentially, it just needs to be small enough to fit within the SLA, doesn't it? It's just needs to, we need to have an intuitive sense that, yeah, this feels like it's okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, are we solving the smallest problem possible? And usually we solve problems in five days or less. Yeah. We should be able to solve this in five days or less. Yeah, indeed. Pratik, thank you very much for coming on the show. Delight, delighted to talk to you about Work Out of Age. Thank you so much. Same here. Always fun to talk to you. Thanks for having me on. Good stuff. Thanks, everyone. Got a question for us? Leave a voice message at anchor.fm forward slash daily flow forward slash message and we'll feature it as well as provide you with an answer.